Alright, how's it going everybody? Welcome to the Cheese and Crackers discussion, where we'll be talking about a whole bunch of video game topics at some point. But today we're going to start off with The Legend of Zelda. I'm your host, Mr. C, or Connor, and uh, got my buddy here, Cody, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, you can also refer to me as K. Yeah. So uh, today, like I said, we're going to be starting off with Zelda, and uh, our first topic in particular we want to talk about is... Uh, what really makes a good Zelda boss? For me, I think personally, I like how well it would fit in with a particular dungeon. Like, if you're in a forest temple, like in Ocarina of Time, Phantom Ganon, he didn't really fit with that, but he's still awesome because he went with the paintings. Or, uh, mini bosses that are just, like, out of place. Like, take the Oracle games. There's a lot, a whole bunch of random mini bosses that. I really don't understand why they're even in half the dungeons, but they have some cool effects, like Blue Stalfos from Oracle of Ages, I believe he was in the uh, Ancient Cistern, I think it's called, but uh, he, or Ancient Tomb. He had an uh, attack that turned you into a baby. The Game Boy games have weird Zelda bosses. Yeah, that's true, but uh, he had an attack that turns you into a baby, and that's uh, not really something you see very often in Zelda game. I forgot all about that, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Wow. I wish they brought those sort of weird attacks back. Like, it'd be fun to see. Um... I mean, I guess... When you play... It'd be nice if you could you get, like, a transform or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little toad or something. That's true. Um... So when you play a Zelda game, uh, what do you like? What do you consider a lazy made boss, and what do you consider a good boss? Excuse me. A boss that's repeated, um, at least three or more times. So you want the same uh, boss? No, that's what I consider a lazy boss. All right. Example is well, Breath of the Wild. You get kind of tired of the bosses because they're just the same thing, right? All right. We need more. We need more variety in the next Breath of the Wild game. Yeah. Uh, another example would be in Link's Awakening. You fight three Hinox bosses, and um, when you're expecting something else, that is not very fun to see again. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, the I most think... disappointing boss though for me would have to be. Oh shit, what the hell was that boss again? Um, the one from Twilight Princess. The parasite thing. Parasite. Um, Twilight Parasite. It's the giant, like, piranha plant looking thing. Oh, from the Forest Temple? Yeah. Yeah, that one's. But I would still, I would still rank it higher over Morveal. Yeah, that Morphe boss was stupid. Is... That's true. I hated that one. <laughs> I think you're basically that... playing um, Shadow of the Colossus with that giant worm again. Right, and it's um Shadow of the Colossus did better. The concept of Morpheal is sort of reused in the uh, City in the Sky when you have to fight that giant dragon. You're basically it's the same boss fight except you use two uh, claw shots instead of one. Mm-hmm. And the dragon is, like, still better. It is. I enjoyed that boss fight much more than the Morpheal. 
There's like so many better water bosses you can use instead of Morgiel. I know a lot of the water bosses are hated, but I guess that just goes hand in hand with water temples being hated. But uh, I guess they just can't make a good water boss. I think so. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, a link to the past. I think it just had that one thing with the eyeball, and then you just whack that a few times, and then it's defeat. Well, actually, use the hook shot, and you take the gels off. I think. So that's kind of interesting. No, no, no. no. Um. The water, the water boss was like a, wasn't it like a squid thing? It might have been. I know no, it was a fish. It was a fish. Yeah, in Link's Awakening, it was a fish. Angler fish. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm, I think I'm thinking of Link to the Past. Mm-hmm, thinking but, of a uh, different one. You're right, the angler fish, that is, that's a lazy boss. I mean, you just whack him a few times and he's done. All in 2D. That yeah. was that was kind of weird. Like out of the 2D bosses, I think the Evil Eagle was better. I really liked Evil Eagle because I like that you have to fight the Stalfos more than once, and then it just builds up to that eventually. And it's um mm -hmm. outside, which is something we didn't really see a whole lot in that game for boss fight wise. Well, before that, every boss fight was inside like a dungeon or something. Yeah. So it's a bit nice when you take the boss fight out. Right. I don't think that's seen a whole lot in Zelda games besides the, um, Argrok, I think his name is, in Twilight Princess, that dragon we were talking about. I don't think there's a whole lot of outside bosses in any Zelda game. I think the only outside bosses are, uh, overworld bosses and anything to do with skies. Yeah. So I guess, for me, what makes or breaks a boss is, uh, well, one of the things you said, no repetition. And uh, I like a boss that really makes use of the items, like Twinrova and Ocarina of Time. Use the mirror shield and then you bounce their attacks back at each other. I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah, and if you messed up, you can power up one. Yeah. It made things a little challenging. And, um, yeah, when, when, whenever there's a boss fight that uses, um, has an effective use of items, that's a great thing. Oh, that reminds me, um, where's that boss that was such a pain in the ass to fight? Uh, not going out of time. Close. Oh. Speaking of speaking of bad bosses that we should never do again, the imprisoned. Uh, that is, that was a big mistake with Skyward Sword. I mean, they gotta fix that something up in the remake because I don't want to be going through that entire like process again. You fight them like five <laughs> times. Yeah, well, you're gonna ha you're gonna have to do it because knowing Nintendo with their remakes, only a few things are changed. But, um, Which is unfortunate. I think the majority of Skyward Sword had some cool bosses. Um, one of them. In oh yeah, there's that. There's that dude with like uh, multiple arms. Yeah, wasn't he in um, where you get the first Master Sword? Holocote, Holocote. I don't know what you're talking about. 
But uh, yeah, he um, used his own blades against them. That was see bosses that are interesting, like like that. Yeah, because you had to use the whip to take his sword, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool, boss. Oh, no slimes at all. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge those things as bosses. Maybe a mid-boss, but not as bosses. That is super lazy. It is. But uh, one of the unique things about boss fights, at least the only time that I can ever think of it happening, in Skyward Sword, I believe it's called the Pirate Ship Dungeon, when you open the boss door, you're actually, um, it's not the boss right away, you have to escape the ship, I don't, I don't know if you remember that. But you have to, like, cut the tentacles. Yeah, the abyssal, the abyssal Leviathan, Tentalis. Yeah. The, the monster ink looking monster. <laughs> yeah, that was, I actually really like that. I mean, I would like it more if, if it looked more threatening, but yeah. Yeah, but it's, it was interesting because you walk in the room, you're expecting a boss, then you have to turn around right away and go back to the ship. <laughs> yeah, escape for your life. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you get out, it destroys the base or the, the, the boat. Yeah. Um, I also think that for final bosses, um, Demise and uh, Ganondorf from Twilight Princess both had really cool finishers because with Demise, you t the sword struck by lightning and then you stab him, and Ganondorf it's basically the same except for without the lightning. Yeah, you're basically having a, a full epic one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Like... No Bolton, like, I like the Twilight Princess uh, final boss fight. Um, not because it was difficult, because it was very disappointingly easy. Right. Like, I wish they, it, I wish when that remake came out, they made it more difficult. But aside from the difficulty issue, that boss fight was very awesome because there was no magic involved or anything. It was just a straight up sword fight. Yeah. Although you could use the fishing rod to distract him. <laughs> oh yeah, if you want to cheese it, sure. Yep. But uh, what about lazy bosses? Like, I know Zelda Vaughn kind of gets some hate, but for the bosses, but there wasn't really a whole lot they could do back then. So maybe putting that game aside. Yeah, Zelda One gets a pass. It's like the first in the series. They just got started. Um. I do know that there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff from Zelda One and Breath of the Wild. Oh. This is a lazy boss because it's so generic, but I really do want like a Western dragon. Like that big green one from Zelda One. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, we never really had that in the games. It was always a smaller dragon. Well, nothing nothing super threatening. Black Princess, it was big, but it wasn't like Titanic sized. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that's what I that's what I want to see. I want to see uh, more gigantic bosses. Besides, everything's the always aside, aside from the imprison, everything's always like slightly bigger than you and all that. Mm -hmm. With some exceptions, but those fights are a little wonky yeah um uh, for example twilight princess um the giant spider 
it's oh, such yeah. an easy boss to take out because all you got to do is control it um, one of those statues yeah, it was interesting though smacking out of the two giant bosses in that game i think the what was it the king style pose that one um, what dungeon oh it was in the desert in twilight princess oh yeah i know what you're talking about Stalord, i think his name is Ah, oh, Lord, yeah. We had to use that Beyblade item yeah, <laughs> just to right. get everywhere to attack him. Yeah. That fight was long drawn out. Because mm -hmm, if you fell, you had to go back up the entire uh, spinny thing again. Mm hmm. And I just. But it was still pretty cool, though, taking it on. <laughs> yeah. Besides from those soldiers You're... that you had to, like, bypass. Yeah. It felt very high tension, though. It did. One of the um, bosses that I think was uh, kind of lazy, Twilight Princess, that girl, Jolene, who had come to your pirate ship over and over, like, she never had any new attacks. It was always just I her. I like Princess. Do you mean? Phantom Hourglass. You mean Phantom Hourglass? Yeah. Phantom yeah there you go. But she's, she felt really lazy. Uh, I can't really... Mm, I haven't, I haven't played that since that game came out, dude. Mm. Quite a long time ago. Hold on. Jolie, uh, Phantom. Oh yeah, this chick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that boss fight was weird. I remember now. She felt similar to the Gerudo Thieves from Ocarina of Time. Mm hmm. Except you couldn't use Ocarina of Time controls, you were stuck to a touchscreen. Yeah. That was, um, interesting. Not a fan of touchscreen controls. I really like them in Phantom Hour. A Spirit Tracks, actually. Yeah, I like them too, for the train controls. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, uh, trains, there's also, there's a boss that uses tracks a lot. Uh, Kragma. Craig. That boss fight was super on the rails, and I guess that could, that could be considered, um, lazy or something, but I actually genuinely like that. I did too. Fire boss? Yeah, it was, like, super big and had to go around it, like, multiple times. Yeah, that was a cool boss. Just wish it wasn't so on the rails, though. Yeah, because then you just have to keep going around and around and hopefully land your shots. Mm-hmm. That boss fight was all about accuracy. Mm-hmm. I don't like precision boss fights, either. Eh, I'm kind of okay with them. I mean, isn't most boss fights before you get OP in Breath of the Wild precision-based? Yeah, it seems so, yeah. Trying to get all the weak points. Then at a point, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right. Um, I think we've pretty much covered a majority of our favorite bosses and lazy bosses. Um, why don't we move on to memorable, memorable dungeons? Mini bosses? Oh, mini bosses. Uh, mini bosses. Yeah, we could do those. Um... So straight up, the best mini boss of all time 
is the Reaper from Twilight Princess. Um, from the desert temple. The same place as, from the same place as the Star Star Lord, Staff Lord, or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was because you had to, like cut the ropes at first, then you had to fight him as Wolf Link, like use your senses. Yeah, you you basically unsealed like a very powerful thing. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. And it doesn't really feel like and he you died. Get, you, yeah, you don't even get into the lore reasons why he's there. Uh huh. That was he's cool just boss. there. Uh, the first time you fight a dark nut in Wind Waker. That was that was pretty epic. It was. I'm trying to think where where is that? Is that before you get the Master Sword or after? Uh, it's right when. I think it's after. Uh, when is Tower of Gods? It's like, is it after the Master Sword or before it? I think that's before it. Then yes. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower of Gods is before you get the Master Sword because you have to go to Tower of Gods to unlock Hyrule, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, the first time you fight a Dark Nut, that was that was like an awesome fight. It was because there's not much you can do against it till you figure out it has a weakness in the back. All right. And then that's where all the skills come into play. I like the Dark Knight boss fight in Twilight Princess as well because you have all those sword skills, so it's really fun to fight. Uh huh. And it wasn't really something we saw before. Two games. I think those are the only two games that have proper sword skills in them. Yeah. Well, Minish Cap when had the sword techniques. Oh, true, true, true. Oh shit! Uh, going back to the main bosses though, what makes a good boss fight interesting all that uh Gyorg pair uh, what game was that minish cap let me see for reference it's um the palace of the winds that um, dungeon it's where you had to fight like two uh uh i forget what those creatures are called <laughs> those little flat fishes things um let me see here Was he the main boss? He was the, he was the yeah, he was the main boss of the dungeon. Huh. Hold on, maybe it says it. Oh yeah, Gyorg Gyorg Pear. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about now. That was a cool boss fight. Yeah, yeah, you were basically fighting them while you were riding them. Mm-hmm. I like that uh Triforce Heroes made use of like you having to pick up your teammates and then throw them up to the boss and i think that was in one of the final stages you do that you throw up both your teammates and they can go ham on the boss wait which one's that um it's triforce heroes. heroes have like bosses like that because i haven't even played Triforce heroes yeah they're like the fourth or level at least it's not completed it's usually the fourth level in every area that has the main boss Yeah, yeah, I really like. Okay, now I remember. Now I fought a few of these. These bosses really felt like they were designed for three people. Yeah, I mean, some of them were reused from A Link Between Worlds, but they're still good. <laughs> yeah, like Moldorm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
What else about bosses that are interesting? Like I said before, I did like the Grim Reaper's attack turning into a baby. That was really awesome. That was a mini boss attack? Yeah. Wow. It was like a magic attack, he hits you with it and you turn into a baby for a few seconds. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. I can't believe I don't remember that. <laughs> oh. Oh, I know another good one. Um, so, Turtle Rock in Link's Awakening. All right. You have to you have to fight this boss. That's that's basically blocking a doorway for you. Oh yeah yeah so yeah. Once you defeat once you defeat it, its head like falls down and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that boss fight was awesome. It was. And very very unique. Because it's like you're fighting the dungeon itself. Yeah, yeah. It's like it doesn't want you to get in there. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of dungeons, what are some of your favorite, or maybe least favorite dungeons in the Zelda games? Least favorite Why don't you start off? Alright. In terms of least favorite, I think I'll start off with um, Forest Temple from Twilight Princess. Just something about that one, I did not like. Like, I didn't like the whole spiders thing. I didn't like the whole, um, the plant boss. It's just, it felt too creepy for me. I think that's my main problem with it. Although that was probably the goal for it to be creepy. I still didn't to enjoy it. To be fair. It. To be fair, you find a lot of things creepy. Yeah, that's you won't that's, even you won't even play you won't, you won't even play Resident Evil, dude. <laughs> that's true. But uh that one and uh the Oh, what is it called? Bottle Grotto. I don't. I think that's from Oracle of Seasons. It's, or maybe it's Link's Awakening. I think it's Link's Awakening. It's just a bottle temple, and it feels really lazy. Like I don't enjoy that one. And all you get out of it, I believe, is just what felt lazy about it. What felt lazy? Yeah. Just um, I don't like there. It's, it's just bottles all over, and I think you only get a power bracelet out of there. <laughs> That's it. Just bottles. Yeah, I don't like the bottles. <laughs> but uh, they did reuse a lot of Mario bosses, like the um shy guy and Boo. They just could have done something more. But it's nice to have the reference. Yeah. I didn't like 
the wind temple? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pain in the butt to go through, because didn't you have to carry that girl all around? Or not the girl, um... No, she's a girl. Oh, she is? <laughs> oh, wait, no. Uh, wind temple was that Korok, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, that was a pain in the butt. You're right. Cause isn't that forbidden woods? I, I didn't like I didn't like either. Yeah, wind temples don't always mix with Zelda. But uh, in terms of I also didn't like. Um, there's a map in Twilight Princess I also didn't like. Um, well, this goes along with that boss too. Wait, no, not the boss. Uh. City in the Sky is cool. The boss, the, the boss for that dungeon is very cool. I didn't like the dungeon. <laughs> like, what about it? Um, maybe this is a personal problem, but I kept falling, falling off. <laughs> Was this before you got both hook shots? I think this is before I actually started playing Zelda games seriously. <laughs> oh, well, that explains it. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because whenever I'm climbing those things, um, wasn't there something that always attacked you while you were climbing? Um, and there are the birds, or whatever, the cargo rocks. Yeah. So. Whatever. So, this is a memory from childhood. I was too scared to fight back, so I just lo I just took the attack to try to make it there in time. Oh. <laughs> Which was not a very smart move. No. Um, but other than that childhood uh, hatred for that map, I don't mind any of the Dungeons and Twilight Princess. Mm -hmm. They seem very fine. Yeah. Uh, and again, you could argue for Zelda, the first one, but... Again, it's the first game in the series, so shouldn't be expecting anything too big. Yeah. I just realized I don't really mind any other Zelda maps, to yeah. be honest. So then I guess we should look at the positives then. So, um, mm -hmm. for me, one of my favorites is uh, Eagle's Tower from Link's Awakening. Eagle's Tower. Yeah, I it like. Was a pretty good mm -hmm. And it had the evil eagle boss, and there was Kirby's inside. I just really like that. <laughs> I don't know. Little if they Kirby's actually... hanging out. Yeah, I don't know if they actually called Kirby, but I just thought that was really cool. No, they're they're called anti Kirby's. Anti Kirby. Yeah. Because they don't copy you; they just suck you up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. That's pretty fun. And um, with creepy stuff, I actually did um, like bottom of the well from Ocarina of Time. I thought that was interesting just because of the lore. Like it's supposed to be. Did um, you get scared? No, I didn't get scared. Surprisingly, there. There was a bunch of red deads there, man. Uh, Don't they terrify you? I didn't get scared from them. They were they were fine. <laughs> But I just like the whole lore of the dungeon, like, 
the reason, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, someone's basement or something, and it's a torture chamber for the Hylians. I just thought it was really interesting. Really? I thought it was just, I thought it was a sewer at first. Maybe it was a sewer, but there's chains and skeletons down there, so some torture must have happened. A prison, perhaps. But, uh, what about you? What are some of your favorites? Straight up, Sandship from uh, Skyward Sword. Yeah, that's a good one. I liked having a, a nice little duel with that pirate mm -hmm. captain. Wasn't it like on a it's plane? awesome. Yeah, it was at the front of the ship. Yeah. I remember getting wrecked a few times because of the motion control crap. Yeah, that was one of the biggest flaws with the original Twilight Princess. Although, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing, it was just a pain in the butt to get used to. Mm-hmm. And Stone Temple. Stone Tower Temple and Majora's Mask. I really like that one, too. That was... That one always confused me, because I didn't know whether or not the temple had to be right side up, or the other way around. Well, I mean, if you're gonna complete it, you gotta go both ways, dude. Yeah. But it had a cool boss, especially in the remake, because you use your hands instead of the sword and shield with the giant's mask. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Screw sword and shield. You just need your fists, dude. That's right. Um. But I think Ganon's castle was pretty epic. Ocarina of Time. You know. Yeah, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I like the whole Trials thing there. Give you a taste of what you did before. Mm -hmm. That was very memorable. Yeah, I was like shooting the light arrows at the like barrier things at the end. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was fun. That was very fun. Oh, and then... Again, for me, it's the final dungeon again. Um, Hyrule Castle in Twilight Princess. What's... It was very, uh... It was very epic when you first get in there. It's like massive... Uh, a lot of enemies around. And you could see some damage here and there. Like, they actually did fight. Yeah, and um... Didn't you fight King Boblin the one last time there? Yeah, yeah, you, got, you had like a duel with him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then you have that epic face-off with mm -hmm. Beast Ganon and Ganon Zelda. And there was a few Dark Nuts there, weren't there? <laughs> yeah, quite a few. Yeah, that was pretty cool, because you used all your sword skills. Mm -hmm. I like playing hero mode, just for that last dungeon. Just for the challenge of it? Yeah. Yeah. See, also I'm hoping um, Breath of the Wild 2 has actual proper dungeons. I think they just... Like, I'm, I'm okay with what they have, like, you know, in the current Breath of the Wild game. Mm -hmm. But having an actual dungeon, like, on a size would be nice. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of shrines. They felt, like, pretty lazy to me. I didn't mind the shrines. They are they felt like um those little cave things you ever did in the past Zelda games where there's like a little challenge you're doing. 
Uh-huh. That's what they felt like to me. Alright. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think... There's a lot of, like, dungeon temples in the game. They all do really well. Like, especially the themed ones. Like, for, uh, Death Mountain, you have the Fire Temple. I like that, and, uh, the Down Goes Cavern. I always like the themed ones. Um, what about for the bad side of Zelda? What do you think? Bad side of Zelda. Yeah, like, what areas? We're gonna skip items for now? Yeah, we're skipping it for now. Okay, then. Look at you, Mr. Host, not following your rules. Alright. Anyways, uh, well, <laughs> I guess we get started with the most recent game. Aside from Link's Awakening, mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild. Perhaps one of the most interesting Zelda games of all time. Mm -hmm. Very open, which is a very massive plus, but like I said, um, it lacked dungeons yep. and box variety. Because mm -hmm. there was like um, three main bosses, right? Well, three overworld bosses, and then there were four of basically the same type of boss, just, you know, different elements. Yeah. That is, uh... I don't know, I, it's like it's open world and everything, yes, but... It feels like so much of it is just, like, filler space. Well, there's a lot of empty space, too. Yeah. But it would have been cool for it to be, like... A whole bunch of cities and stuff, not just tiny ones. Yeah, but I think we can blame the hardware for that instead of the Zelda game. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Switch could have handled that. Or maybe it could have. I mean, Xenoblade's pretty crazy. That's true. Um, um, what else is bad? Maybe it's because I'm too much of a big fan, but I can't think of any bad stuff. <laughs> um, just the whole repetition of certain mini, mini bosses, like you were saying before. That's yeah. That's repetitions crazy. are worst. Are mm -hmm. the worst. Like for City in the Sky. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Breath of the Wild another plus for this. It did break the mold. Um, most of the Zelda games started to feel samey after, like a couple like. 20 years, I guess. Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, basically the same copy-paste formula. Complete yep. a few dungeons. Beat the main boss. Done. Most of them get a super sword. Done. Um, sitting in the sky. That's one of them that you just get a, another claw shot instead of an actual new item, which I think I would have preferred, although dual wielding claw shots is cool. Just wish they had another item. I felt like the dual wielding claw shot could have been like... Okay, so clearly this wasn't in Twilight Princess, but... Do you remember Skyward Sword where you can upgrade items? Yeah. What if they had that in Twilight Princess, but instead of like 
getting better stats or getting stronger items. It's just adding a new thing to it, like double claw shots. I would have liked that. That would have been a lot cooler. <laughs> you know, we need a proper item shop game. Item shop in one of these games one day. Mm-hmm. Or where, it allows, where it allows you to, um, well, add stuff together. Well, Revio shop. I think the only item... I think the only items you can add together are uh, just the bombs and arrows, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, you mean like combining items? Yeah, combining items. Yeah. See, that's what I think all Zelda games lack this. The only time they ever did it right is when they mixed bomb arrows with it. I think that uh, the first game you could ever do that, actually, was A Link's Awakening. I think if you placed a bomb and shot an arrow, it would combine. Mm-hmm. And then it was in... Was it Twilight Princess where you can just manually equip them together? Yeah. And you can use the hawk mask. Yeah. <laughs> a sniper arrow. Yeah, that was... There's been a lot of cool items in the games. I guess we're talking yeah. about the items now as well. Um, I guess I guess we're moving on to items then. Because <laughs> there's a lot of bad stuff and good stuff about items. Yeah, um... We... Um, so... So this only happened in a side game, but I'm sure you remember Twilight Princess um, side game. The cross crossbow thing? Yeah. I really feel like it's about time they should have added a crossbow to the main games. Yeah, that would be cool to see. Maybe something you build in the next Breath of the Wild game. Like it doesn't have it doesn't even have to be like faster than than um a bow, but it can be way more stronger because of the, all the tension in a crossbow. Yeah. One of the um, like a fun weapon. One thing that I always liked about the Oracle games is that with the trading sequences, there would always usually be a reward or something, or they'd give you a password, and they'd give you a reward if you gave it to the right person. Like you could get bomb shoes, which you normally couldn't, but I think you needed a link game to do that, and you could also get the big Goron sword which was a major damage increase, and then the level 3 sword. I just like the whole upgrade things about items, like, and the secrets. Like, there's something you're not supposed to get normally, but if you put in the extra effort, then you'll be able to get it. Like in Link's, um, Link Between... A Link to the Past, where you actually got upgraded uh, tunics. Yeah. I don't remember which Zelda game it was where you can upgrade the Master Sword. I think it was Between Worlds? Uh, both A Link to the Past and A Link Between Worlds. Are those the only Zelda games that let you do that? Um, I believe so. Yeah, you had to collect some like rare gems just to make them powerful, right? Mm-hmm. In A uh, Link Between Worlds, you needed the Master Ore. And A Link to the Past, you just go to the right person and upgrade them. But that continuity is so weird, considering the fact that the Master Sword is apparently a god weapon, so yeah, like, it should be OP to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we shouldn't even be able to temper it. Like it's supposed to be made of the strongest material. It was it was tempered in like the flames of those three goddesses, right? Yeah, but that's just how it was made, because it started off as the goddess sword. Yeah, a very a super weapon. So how the hell are we tempering with it? I don't know. But um, then again, Breath of the Wild also changed that up because it actually rusts for once. Does it rust? 
Uh, maybe not in game. Wait, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Link falls down, you know, his death, um, the sword is like very damaged. Oh, interesting. Yeah, pay, pay attention to that next time you see that cutscene. All right, that's an interesting feature. Plus, if remember the um, title screen, or was it the box art? Yeah, the box art where the swords underneath Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah. So it's like old and rusted. Mm -hmm. Twilight Princess, there's the upgrade when you went to Twilight Palace. Your sword like once you get the souls, your sword is infused with light or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's an upgrade or not, but it was cool. To see your sword glow. I feel like that should be a thing to begin with now, where it just glows. Yeah. Well, I guess it is becoming it is becoming a thing now because in Breath of the Wild it does glow when it's in certain areas, right? Yeah. Especially against the guardians. Um. Um. What are your thoughts on the trade sequences? Do you like them? Trade sequences. What between the Oracle games? And just any Zelda games, like, we've, the first time we ever saw them was in Link's Awakening, and you start off with Yoshi Doll, which I thought was cool. I like the whole sequence, because you get to learn, like, a little oh, more. Oh, I, I remember what you mean. It's like that little quest line where you just keep giving something, get something back, give something, get something back, right? Yeah, I like that, because you, like, find out a little more information about each person. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you get, you get some lore, yeah. And then, by the end of it, you either get something very good, or something meh. Yeah, like, in Link's Awakening, you got the boomerang, which, by the time you get it, it's the end of the game, so it's not really that helpful. Mm-hmm. But, after enough time, you get the Begoran sword, which is very helpful. Very helpful. And, uh, Oracle Games, I think it just gives you a sword upgrade. Mm-hmm. But... Do you normally, if there is a trade sequence, do you try and pursue it or ignore it? Depending on how I how I want to go about it. Uh, trade sequences in Twilight Princess were more about collectibles, right? That you brought them to a person to get an upgrade, right? Yeah. Uh oh, shit. Um, magic armor was super cool in Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. But it used like powerhouse. Yeah, you have to be rich for that. Right. Which I guess that's the point of um, going to that one dude and collecting the pose and upgrading your wallet. Because yeah, I think he gives you like. Did a... you ever? Did you ever get a colossal wallet? Yeah. It was in that was only exclusive to Twilight Princess HD, right? Yeah, like after you beat the um, Wolf Link Amiibo Temple dungeon. I never finished that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake there. I had to reset my amiibo because I gave it like a few hearts. I think I only had like six hearts saved to it. Mm-hmm. So it, it took some time. Yeah, I only ever got up to the giant wallet, which is fine, I guess. Mm -hmm. Don't really need much more. Mm-hmm. For this, oh, um, speaking of items and I guess collectibles, 
the delivery system in Spirit Tracks was very fun. It was. For me, at least. It was just a little... I think that was, like, the best... That, like, the best trade sequence ever, because you're going from town to town, taking cargo with you. Yeah, and don't you unlock, like, new railroads or whatever? Yeah, a little special side railroads. Yeah, that was cool. You get paid for it, too, some of them. Mm-hmm. It was fun too because you're basically just fighting against pirates <laughs> on the land. Yeah, but I remember if you it got hit too much, then you had to restart it, which kind of sucked. Yeah, because your your cargo got damaged. Yeah. One yeah. of these item or trade sequences, I guess. Treasures, treasures. Actually, I'm actually happy they kept this treasures. You like that? Because that makes. And makes collecting fun for me. All right. Um, I th well, that's how that's what made me explore a lot in Breath of the Wild to begin with was collecting gems here and there. Mm -hmm. So man, you gotta feel like a rich, rich guy when you're in Zelda. I suppose so, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of rich people around. <laughs> that's why you gotta be the top. All right. I didn't like the bunny rafts and spear tracks though. Those were always a pain. I didn't like them either. I tried to avoid them as much as I could. The only reason I did them was because um, you either get the sword beam from them or spin attack. That's the only reason I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the swordsman scrolls. Mm-hmm. Um, the stamp book was a very fun side thing you could do. Yeah. For me, at least. I enjoyed You're that. You're basically just documenting where you've been. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, which I mean, I guess most games do that already, but that's so boring the way they do it. <laughs> right. Save date, uh, day, month, time. Right. How how dare you give me some cool art on the side? And I like that some were more well hidden, like you had to actually mm -hmm. look, not just hand it to you. Yeah. Um, then you get to manually do it yourself. Yeah. Alright, and some of the um, items in Skyward Sword, you said you like those, right? Yeah, yeah. So, in Skyward Sword, um, aside from the limited uh, well, exploration, the item system was very awesome in Skyward Sword. Yeah. It's, you'd be collecting stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. different type of crap. Mm -hmm. And you'd be using them towards your own items to upgrade them. Yeah, wind up with very cool stuff. Because you could upgrade like all the main items, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah. Like the beetle, you can upgrade that multiple times. The bows, slingshots, um, shields, which I think those were actually. Wait, did you upgrade these, or did you unlock them for beating dungeons? Um, I think you upgraded them, like, through that person in the plaza place. Oh, so it was for through items, okay. Um, you can also upgrade your seeds, um, bomb bags and quivers. Mm -hmm. I think this is also where metals came in, right? Yeah, because they would either give you, like, an extra heart container, or, um, help you catch bugs, I think. Or get more treasure. Mm -hmm. was cool. <laughs> Which was your most used one? Um, I like the life metal. I think that's what it was. It gave you an extra heart container. 
That's when I always use. I use, I use the Ruby metal a lot, trying to get a lot more, you know, money so I can do stuff. Yeah, and one of the things like about a uh, Skyward Sword was the potions. There was a lot of those as well. Dude, I'll be honest with you, I've never made a guardian potion. Oh really? I didn't even know that was a thing. I wow. probably didn't either. What does that do? I don't know. Oh, half half's damage. That's Ooh. actually super useful. What the hell? It would be. I can't believe I never knew what that was. Damn. Learning some new stuff. Stamina that might potions be useful. are useful as well. Oh, very useful. This is when they first introduced stamina. And I think um, it ran out a lot faster than it did in uh, Breath of the Wild. That's probably true. You'd be running and then just be exhausted. Mm -hmm. Not a very good thing to have when you're being chased. Very true. But there was a lot of useful effects from every potion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Alright. I think we've covered items enough. Uh, do you want to move on to music? Sure, sure. Alright, um... So, uh, when it comes to music, I don't think the Zelda series is lacking anywhere. They've always had a very good soundtrack. Um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people always. prefer Breath of the Wilds nowadays, but I just think, still think I prefer the old uh, 8-bit soundtracks. Like from the Oracle games and even the original Zelda. Classic, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, don't fault you for it. Those are, those are classic for a reason. Yeah. And, I think uh, we both agree. We don't, we don't really... We both don't hate the Zelda soundtracks at all. Yeah, there's nothing to hate about it. No. And they are unique to some, some games, too. Like, they, they don't really copy each other that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, there's, like, uh, nods to, you know, each other's themes in different games, but most of them have their own versions going, you know? Yeah, and I like that there's always a unique enemy music, like, for every Zelda game. Even Minish Cap, I think, had one cool that they always compose something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. keeps everything fresh it does i do like that uh the song of storms i think it was oracle of seasons that also appeared in there it was an 8-bit version and i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> there's a, lot, a few nods to that too in a few current games yeah i think there's like a little bit of it you can hear in breath of the wild during a storm Maybe. Just a little, little tiny bit. Because I know Breath of the Wild is more, uh, well, airy, I guess. Uh, is I don't know if that's the word I want to use. Um, It's more spread out, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not really boom-bastic or anything like that compared to... Everything's just, like, spread out, just like the world. Mm-hmm. I've always liked all the Zelda musics, like, a Skyward Sword, I'm not really a big fan of, just, it's not my- Oh, I love the, I love the final boss theme and the overworld theme. Yeah, I like those as well, but, I don't know, some of the Dude, boss musics- have you seen the Twilight Princess trailer? Yeah, isn't that what plays in the, uh, the orchestra version? No, that was a, that was, 
That was a unique. Yeah, it's in the orchestra too, but it wasn't in a game. It was only in a trailer. It's just like with Breath of the Wild, where they had a unique trailer music. Mm-hmm. That trailer music was so damn cool. I think I know what you're talking about. But uh, very dramatic. Even remakes, like or remixes, like in the Smash Brothers games, they always do really well with Zelda themes. Mm-hmm. I really like Saria's remake. Saria's song remake. Yeah. Uh, remix in uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. She's always got a good theme going. <laughs> Very upbeat. It is. Um, one of the things that... They have a lot of songs to fit, to fit the mood, you know? Yeah, like for Fire Temple, you got the... Um... Well, they removed it, but I believe there was chanting originally. And they removed that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And, uh, I wanted to Temple. say that that ominous, ominous uh, thumping was still pretty good, though. Yeah. It, you're, like you said, I like that a lot of the music fits also the theme. Like, Water Temple musics, they always fit the theme, especially A Link Between Worlds. I really like that one's Swamp Palace. Or even just character music in general, too. Like, Zelda's theme. Yeah. Very cla- very classic and memorable. Like, mm-hmm. you know who that is when that plays. Yeah. Uh, Midna's theme fan favorite mm-hmm. her the theme that plays when she's dying yeah like no one can argue that's a bad theme mm-hmm. one of the things that i thought we could talk about while we're on music is the whole song of storms paradox because like there's i know there's a lot of theories around but because um link somehow knows it in the future like the guy you who teaches it to you, but yet you play it for him in the past? Like, where did it come oh, from that... originally? Yeah. It's just, uh... Magic. Yeah, it's one of the interesting Are Zelda maps. Maps the giant flute in the sky, the sky played it. Perhaps. That could be. Ooh, speaking of ominous themes, um, Majora's Mask has that going for it. Like, it's... It's so weird. Yeah, especially with the Song of Healing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's more peaceful, I guess, but it's still ominous. Yeah. I like the the main theme it has, Majora's Mask. Like, mm-hmm. it plays in the trailers and everything. Yeah. Very creepy. What do you... Do you... Oh, when the moon is falling down, there's, like, a real sad theme being played. Yeah, like an end-of-the-world sort of theme. Yeah, it's not, it's not like... It's not like every, it's not like a panicky theme where it's super fast. It's just like slow and sad. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a there's this orchestra person that actually captured so well because it sounds so good in orchestra. Mm-hmm. And um, in the background, he, it, you could hear people screaming. So that was a pretty damn good good touch that person had. Yeah, I'll show you it after actually. All right. So. Uh, you like the creepy Zelda themes, like bottom of the well sort of theme? You remember that one? <laughs> yes. Spooky. That was very spooky. But uh, in terms of lighthearted music, they do a lot of good jobs with that too. Like you said, uh, Zelda song, Zelda's Lullaby. That's always a good one. Yeah, that's a very classic everyone knows what it is you feel good about it mm-hmm. and the main zelda theme of course that's always been a fan favorite 
Mm-hmm. Can truly feel the heroic journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all Zelda music's just awesome to listen to. It's, they can't go wrong with it. But mm. in Breath of the Wild, it, it, oh. it felt, I don't know, lazier to me. It didn't feel as upbeat and awesome as past games. How dare you? I will fight you. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> It just seems like a lot of relaxing music versus anything major. Well, it's supposed to represent how they failed. Like, everything's fresh and wild now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's alright. So I, so, I don't know. You get the lazy sense, I get the more somber sense. Oh, yeah. And, I guess, hopeful sense. Mm-hmm. I do like the uh, music that plays whenever you beat a Divine Beast, though. Like when it's firing at Ganon's castle or whatever, or aiming towards. Oh, the champions! The champions thing going on. Yeah, that's always awesome to hear. All right. Um. So at a uh, hold on, you can probably check this out after uh four two. Okay, this is here. Four two. Alright, I will check that out after this. 29. 1429. So, that is the time, uh, was it Final Hours theme? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this guy who did the orchestra, or girl, or whatever, uh, they, them, they're pretty damn good. I love this, I love this person's themes. Yeah, even fan made songs are always awesome with Zelda. Dude, there's so much Zelda-inspired stuff. There's so many... So many remixes um, and so whatnot. Covers, yeah. I like when people add lyrics to the songs, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> can you give me an example? Um... What was it? Let me see here. I think this is one of them that I was thinking of. Um, actually, I'll, I'll show it to you after, but if you look up Saria's song with lyrics, there's quite a few of them. They're always pretty good. I guess I should probably say this to you. Uh, Time's End by Theo Fanny? Theo Fanny? Yeah. That whole remastered soundtrack is on YouTube. Alright, I'll have to listen to it. Damn good crap. Also, Z Rio Twilight Sympathy. Z Rio? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'll give you a link to that too. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. That three-hour-long um, sympathy, sympathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even speak, dude. I listened to that crap when I was uh, studying for my finals. Got a lot of good tunes. Very epic. Right. Yeah, I really think the proper like every Zelda game. Well, I guess that already started starting with a uh, Skyward Sword, but 
they should all do like orchestras now. Mm-hmm. Just gotta do it the right dramatic way. Dramatic is, is best. Yeah, dramatic music is the best music. Indeed. Um, do you want to move on to multiplayer? Because <laughs> uh, multiplayer. So far, there's only been three games that included. Oh wait, no, five. Five, five. If you're including Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Very fun for me at least, but I think it needs uh, like the spotlight put on it a bit more because the Triforce Heroes was the last one we got and I liked it, but a lot that of people... five years ago? Yeah, a lot of people... Well, think, six, almost six now. What was it, 2016? Wait, 2016? I thought it was 2015. Um... It was, oh yeah, 2015, October 22nd. That was a long time ago. But I felt it was a good game. I wish they did more DLC with it, but now it just seems like they're uh, giving up on multiplayer in Zelda. Maybe one day we'll get something like a Four Swords or something like that. Yeah, I would enjoy it. Maybe like three, uh, um, maybe like 3D, do you know? A, an actual 3D multiplayer Zelda game. Yeah, I would, like, even if... Excluding Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Right. Like, I would enjoy a co-op Zelda game as well. Like, playing through Ocarina of Time co-op would be awesome. I mean, people are theorizing that the next Breath of the Wild is going to be co-op, but I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't seem like something Nintendo would do. If anything, um, what I think it is is uh, either either uh, Zelda's going to be your companion, or you're going to be able to switch between both of them. So something similar to Spirit Tracks, like how you control their ghost. Yeah, something of that. I can see that happening. Uh huh. That's what made Spirit Tracks so memorable to me is because of that whole um, Zelda was your companion compared to all other times. Yeah, that was cool. That had the most personality ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, now I think about it. <laughs> There's only, like, four Zeldas that have actual personality. Did you notice that? Spirit Tracks. Oh, a Tetra kind of personality, yeah. Yeah, Wind Waker, Spirit Tracks, uh, Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. There's only, like, four Zeldas that have a proper personality. Instead of like copy paste generic princess, well, or generic of, hero princess. Yeah, Ocarina of Time like, kind of gives her the best she could. Like you only see her a few times. I mean, I guess, I mean, guess she kind of counts. Very mysterious. Because mm-hmm. she's like chic. That's mysterious. <laughs> yeah, chic is a cool character, but out of the personalities, I'd rank that one like a five, like at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Because there's still so, so little. Mm-hmm. And Skyward, Skyward Pr- Sword Princess is probably, like, second. Mainly because you only see her, like, the beginning and a couple times throughout the game. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. As for, and Breath of the Wild has the most personality because you have a lot of cutscenes with her. Yeah. I know you unlock quite a few of them as well. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, oh shit, actually, I would put Skyward Sword at third then, because uh, you talk to Spirit Track Zelda a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like she's the brattiest out of all of them. Oh yeah, because she's Tetra beforehand. Well, she's like, she's a kid yeah. too, right? Because mm-hmm. I think they're like, what, 11, 12, 13 in that game? Yeah, somewhere around there. But, uh, I like Hyrule Warriors as well, because that's co-op. You get to pick your character as well. Mm-hmm. I do wish they had more online multiplayer Zelda modes, though. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play Age of Calamity yet? Yeah. I started out, but I haven't finished it yet. I only beat the first, uh, boss. I think... Uh, I beat the first boss. The water boss, and then I stopped. Yeah, I stopped. Listen, I'm kind of saving a po- um, podcast day um, before I actually tackle that right. because it's one of those games where you just like shut off your brain for a bit, mm-hmm. and the only times you ever turn it on is for like cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I'm not. A big... I know this game is not canon though. It's not. It's not. Is that confirmed? Mm, I may have not finished the game, Connor, but I do... uh, I do know what the endings and stuff are. (laughs) I thought it was canon, because it's supposed to be before Breath of the Wild, isn't it? Okay, events of it are definitely canon, but... There's lost... There's some time-traveling bullshit. Alright, so maybe that's not canon, but some of it is. Oh, maybe separate universe. Perhaps. Hmm. Because you know Zelda's all about those alternate universes. Uh huh. Termina, Lorul, Dark World. Hmm. And did you ever play Four Swords on the GameCube? Yes, I did. I liked that one because you would switch over to your Game Boy Advance and play. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I only played it with like two people though. Mm-hmm. I did play the uh, Four Swords Anniversary Edition on the 3DS and DSi. That was fun. Because mm-hmm. then you got to revisit some areas, like they remade some maps for the game from Zelda 1, Link's Awakening, and The Link to the Past. That was fun. Yeah. But I th- interesting crap. But... I think they should. Like, try a 3D game for once, besides, like, a mainline Zelda game, not just Hyrule Warriors. See what it's like. I mean, even a Triforce-type game would be nice in 3D. Like, you just do dungeon hopping with a friend. Yeah. I mean, close... Like, it doesn't even have to be the... It doesn't even have to be the main heroes of Link. It could be, like, uh, random knights or something. Yeah. Like, closest thing we have now is, uh, Nintendo Online... Nintendo or Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And we do co-op and you that take way. Turns. Yeah, that's close. To <laughs> yeah, and you take and you have to take turns. Mm-hmm. I remember playing with you. That was interesting experience. It was. We didn't even make it to a boss. <laughs> Listen, those 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 SNES games be do be hard. They are. That's probably one of the hardest self games. On the topic. Of Link to the Past and uh, Link Between Worlds, what do you prefer, remakes or remasters? 
Well, I mean, Link Between Worlds isn't really a remake or a remaster, it's more of a sequel. Because it's like a completely different thing. I think it was started out as a... It was going to be a, a remaster, but then halfway through, they changed it up. So I guess it's kind of like a remake, but not at the same time. Yeah. But remakes, though. Mm. I'm kind of, uh... Mm. Honestly, I'm I'm very neutral towards it. <laughs> All right. I don't. I'm not, I'm not super excited about remakes or remasters because I've we've gotten burned with a few of them. Mm -hmm. One Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. I oh. mean, improved HD. That is cool and all, but that there that's not really a remake. That's more of like an upres and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think something that I would want to see again is the Oracle games for the Switch, except combine like a remake and a remaster. So add a whole bunch of stuff, maybe like, because they were going to do a third game originally, so maybe combine that with the two. That would be fun. Like a remaster, um, in a style of Link's, oh, Link's Awakening, maybe? Yeah. I would really like that. Dude, I would love a remake of the DS games. Like Phantom Hourglass? Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks? Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Make Spirit Tracks co-op with someone being Zelda, that would be awesome. <laughs> what? Dude, with with stronger hardware, you'd be able to run around your own train, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Let's, one... just, let's just say I really want to play a train simulator. <laughs> but in Zelda form. That would be it, Spirit Tracks. Yep. But, um, Screw actual train simulators. Give me that fantasy crap. Mm -hmm. It does feel like the whole Skyward Sword HD thing is a, just like a money cash grab kind of thing. So, it's more like the buy time. They're trying to distract, uh, fill in the gaps before anything of Breath of the Wild 2 news comes out. I'm really hoping we get some news by June. That would be something. nice. I don't understand yeah. why they... Like, Skyward Sword's fairly new yet compared to older games. I don't understand why they didn't pick something different, like the well, Oracle games or... Technically like, a decade old now. Yeah, but look at the Oracle games. Those are even older, but they haven't touched them. Mayhaps they're not as popular as we hoped they, they would be. I'm surprised... Dude, I'd be happy for a Minish Cap um, remaster, actually... Yeah, and instead of Oracles, because mm -hmm. Cap is a very good Zelda game, and you can roll in it. That's something really unique for that. <laughs> roll in two D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're hundred percenting that in a week. Perhaps. I think that a game that really, really deserves a remake is uh, the original. I mean, you could argue that's what Breath of the Wild is, but uh, I think for the very first Zelda game, definitely deserves some sort of remake or remaster. Something, I guess, but yeah. I don't know what. It could be in 2D again, mm -hmm. like maybe Link's Awakening style, or maybe its own unique style. Yeah. Or maybe 3D, but I don't... It's kind of tough. Yeah, that would be interesting. Because, um... Well, Zelda 1 is actually 
surprisingly dense, you know? Mm -hmm. There's, like, a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. A lot of hard containers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the tunic oh, upgrades. Uh, you ever play Link's, uh, Link 2? Link, um... Adventure yeah, Link? What was it called? Adventure of Link. Yeah, Zelda 2. Yeah. I would like a remake of that, actually. Really? Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I felt like I was playing Mario with a sword. Yeah, that's, that is a good way to describe it. That's basically what the game is. Mario with a sword. Yeah, you're basically in the overworld exploring. You get into an encounter, then it's sideways. Yep. Actually, that's probably the biggest 2D Zelda game. <laughs> that's a big world. Yeah, that, that is. I'm pretty sure it's besides the side-scrolling things in the Oracle games and oh, like Link's Awakening. That's the only 2D, really. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be real with you. I really want them to fix what I really want them to fix what they did in 2016. What's that? An actual Twilight Princess remake. Did you ever see that tech demo for the Wii U back in 2012 or 13? I was hoping that would be a real Zelda game. Yeah, me too. That looks so damn good, you know? They just, I don't know. Feels like they cut corners. They could have done they something really did. like Breath of the Wild and like another Zelda game, but they chose to just waste it on Wind Waker HD. Well, I liked Wind Waker HD, but Twilight Princess HD could have done something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's hoping to... What is it, like, 20, uh, 2026? <laughs> they release a, pro a better Twilight Princess. Right. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure that Breath of the Wild 2 is probably going to be a lot more impressive than Breath of the Wild 1. I'm sure it will be, especially with the... Because it hasn't been in development since, like, Breath of the Wild 2 ended. Yeah, the first and one. Appar apparently, I'm sure you know this too, but uh, a lot of things they were potentially going to do for a DLC, it kept going higher and higher and higher until they decided, let's just make a second game. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with rumors of a Switch Pro. You could think of what you can do with that. That would be, hopefully it has like something on par with a PS4 at least, because I think there's still a... Uh... Like PS3 level right now, hardware. Like it doesn't even it doesn't even have to compete with an Xbox, like the the, the current uh, gen consoles. Well, yeah, clearly because it's not going to do that least, well. Just, yeah, it, at least just be as good as like a PS4 or an Xbox One. Because those things have impressive games for what they are. Yeah. What they look like. Mm -hmm. Would you rather that they are? Uh focus their time more on a new Zelda game or a remake? New. Yeah, I don't too. mind remakes, but new. Yeah. So you'd rather... Um, when I get a remake, I'm always thinking, oh, this is fun and all, but I played this before in a different form. Mm -hmm. I want something new. Well, I'm glad Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask got them. Mm-hmm. Because those were fan favorites. Some people are salty about it, though. Really? 
Yeah, some people wanted like um, Wii U remakes or Switch remakes of those games. Yeah. I don't really mind them being like 3DS remakes. I feel like that's where they belong to begin with. I do too. Then again, I'm like super 3DS fanboy. That was like my favorite handheld of all time. Yeah, I still remember Switch getting mine. Switch doesn't count because it's a console now. Right. <laughs> well, at least I use it. I use it as a console. I never really take it out of its dock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, I guess the very first um, remake or remaster of anything was a Link's Awakening DX version because that was in color. They were oh, doing that's that. That's where Game Color was. Yeah. They already had the ideas back then. Mm. Oh shit, you just reminded me. I actually had that game. The DX version? Um, yeah. So I told you how my dad gave me, like, a. Yeah, got me a Game Boy from, like, a pawn shop when I was younger, right? Yeah. Like a class Game Boy. Mm hmm. I first got into Pokemon and all that. Um, but yeah, I got Link's Click and a DX for that. I never beat it because I was a stupid kid, mm-hmm. but uh, it was very fun, and I liked it. Very yeah. fond of that game. It's I hate how I had to expend, uh, had to pay a premium for the remake. Yeah. But, but it's there. I think it's a really good Zelda game. I mean, it's I short. It's all right. Yeah. Very. I feel like it's too short. That's my issue with it. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. They could even made it like a second island, a dark island. Yeah. Increased difficulty. I do like that they added that whole uh, Mario Maker sort of thing with the stone things. Make your own dungeon. 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 Let's call it Dungeon Maker. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, speaking of makers. What are your thoughts on a Zelda Maker? I would like that. Mario Maker. That would be so awesome, just like being able to send dungeons to your friends and stuff. That would be cool. It'll probably be in the style of like a 2D game, though, not a 3D. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that either. They can even they can even do um, different styles too. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can do toy style from like Awakening, mm-hmm. um, classic style. Or even um, Link to the Past style with those upgraded pixels. Yeah, like a Link Between Worlds style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of options they can do with that. They do. They can do two Link style. Would you prefer one that runs on like old 2D games or one that simply runs on the Ocarina of Time engine? Mm, what do you mean? There would be either a 2D one where you could use like any 2D engine, but like. Oh, okay. Now, um, creating a 3D uh, map for gameplay is a lot more different than creating a 2D map for gameplay. Yeah. I think that'd be a bit more complicated. It'd have you probably run into a lot more glitches, and I think you'd get a lot of uh, angry feedback from the fans. Perhaps. There's technically a Zelda Maker already online. Oh yeah, I saw uh, that. But it only it only uses like uh, Zelda One um, stuff, right? It might be a link to the past and the Oracle engine as well. I think. 
Okay, so I didn't know about those ones. I do remember Zelda 1's assets, though. Yeah. Because I actually had that on my old, old computer. It's impressive what fans have been able to come up with, though, for those games. <laughs> Speaking of fan games, um, you ever play that Flash Zelda game? Uh, kill the old man? <laughs> well, maybe not that one. There's this one where it's like the lamp of something something. I haven't played it. Zelda Lamp Flash game. Uh, Lampshade? Is this the game? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, Link looks like a South Park character. I've definitely never played that. You've never played a Flash game? Not that one. With Zelda? Nope. See, it looks like it looks like that. That looks pretty scary. Zelda Lampshade. It is it is basically like a parody, but it's fun. Alright, I'll take your word for it. Damn. The memories. So do you think fans do better work than the actual game developers? Uh, it really depends. Yeah. Because most of the, most of the time they just grab assets from Unity, right, and just throw a throw a model in there, right? Yep. And then they, then someone will go Nintendo hired this man. All right. That's all the comments you see on all the fan made stuff. And. Anyone can do assets like that, but making an actual full-fledged Zelda game, maybe if someone made a good dungeon, then perhaps. Yeah. Uh, oh. I guess I shouldn't shit on him so much, but um, there is, like, mods for, like, Ocarina of Time and stuff where they have, like, unique dungeons added to them. Mm -hmm. I know someone was doing the Ura Restoration project a while back. I don't know what happened with that. Oh, it's, it's up in the air. Perhaps. But, uh, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys for watching. <laughs> so abrupt. It is. <laughs> but, uh, who knows if how many people want to stick around this long. But if you do, just yeah, true, true. let us know in the comments. We'll perhaps do this bi-weekly. Maybe we'll do Pokemon next time. Let us know if you... Let us know if you think our memes were crap or not. Yes. Let us know for certain. But uh, once again, mm -hmm. uh, I'm Connor. Uh, the other person talking, uh, he's nobody. No, I'm just kidding. He's, his name's Cody. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Man, I'm the talent here. What do you mean? Perhaps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for watching. Uh, do you want to say anything, Cody? No, not really. Thank you for watching and listening to our opinions. This has been Cheese and Crackers, and we'll see you next time.